Ashley, when we're recording, is not the best time to start cleaning the studio. I did not. You were correct. All right. I feel a little better. Welcome back to our recording session. Thanks. So glad you could join us today. Dinosaurus Rex. On your topic. We haven't even started the episode yet. Beish. We're jib jabbing. I really want to sing the song. No, it's not good. Why would you want to sing it? I didn't say it wasn't good. I just said it's not your best work. <sighs> That's the equivalent of saying it's not good. No, the equivalent of saying it's not good is like, that sucked. That's like us going, you're pretty. Fuck you. That's not us telling Fuck you you're you. stupid. Fuck you. It's just us <laughs> telling Fuck you you're pretty. <laughs> Did your world just shatter? Yes. <laughs> are the ladies of strange i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history mystery and theory of all things questionable odd and eerie hello ladies i was wondering if you were gonna have a sing-songy entrance like you always do what are you what every I- time we record the intro it always follows with somebody going either hello or all right because yeah. <laughs> that's usually you no, no, it's usually me. Oh, it is? Yeah. I can't tell sometimes. It's hard to tell us apart, especially when you're sitting in the room looking at us yeah, all the time. It's difficult. <laughs> Y'all just blend together. Basically. Fair. It's true. We have those moments. So I busted the button off my pants today. In front of my husband. Yeah, but he didn't see it okay, happen. So- <laughs> he just found the button on the floor. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> interesting glad you caught it before your daughter swallowed it good job (laughs) oops that's those dad reflexes for you yeah as a mom you would think i had them too but guess not you weren't around your kids so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah they only engage when you're around your child no No. (laughs) i wish but no it's kind of a just mob mentality thing did you say mob mentality yeah yeah mom mob mob life okay yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so how are you guys i got a cat yeah i got a second cat yay a little capone he's full of energy and then so different from gustifer he's so Speaking cute of mob and little yeah, capone right yeah he's There's precious so much energy in such a small package because he's significantly smaller than gus and i'm just i don't know what to do with it yet he'll settle he will mm-hmm. Until then, I have to hide the plants. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Too bad it's winter and you can't just put them on the porch. I don't have a porch. Well. Sorry. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. Then you can't do that. Tiff, how's it going? How are things? Hi. Yeah. You know what throws a wrench in your plans? Whenever somebody randomly gets a sporadic rare disease. Well, you're out of town yeah. and your mom is four well, states away. They didn't randomly get the disease. They just started to show symptoms of. Well, it's How sporadic. is that a helpful statement? Well, I'm just. It's sporadic. It just like randomly occurred in him. Yeah. So there's a familial strand and a sporadic strand. And oh. he has a sporadic one. Super. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, not cool. My dad <laughs> now has migraines that give him stroke-like symptoms. It's and insane. It is random. 
and terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. How, how's your wine? Delicious. <laughs> and your cheesecake? Delicious. <laughs> but he's doing really well right now. So Sometimes I wish we weren't on a podcast because <laughs> your face could have been broadcasted Dude. to the world and brought so many smiles. Those three cheesecake bites were a religious experience devouring them happy jesus <laughs> or ha- happy deity of choice how are you ashley happy cheesecake i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy cheesecake i'm fine if me laying on the floor of our studio wrapped up in a blanket watching the office when you both came in here doesn't quite sum up how things are you were cocooned in that blanket <laughs> cocooned, <laughs> so I need and to it was come so back. comfy i'm good it's just been one of those funks yeah mm. and i would that was a happy place for me it is a happy place it was a fuzzy blanket i had my office my office the Just office yours. on my phone yeah which you guys have convinced me to binge and i am obsessed you're welcome so good. um yeah and i don't get to do that very often you know working mom life of a toddler mm-hmm. so it was nice Good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. And now you get to spend time with us da, and tell da, us da, something da. new. And it's going to be great. Is something it new? Something new. I was going to say my pants, but I didn't wear my new ones. <laughs> no the reason my button popped off. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Mm. I can tell you a story. Yeah, let's do that. Story works. Which you guys probably, maybe, might know the story. I'm excited. But you're always excited. Tell me something good. It actually does end on a little bit of a positive. Yay. So there's that. Are we ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is covering my first story that has a documentary based on it. Ooh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I think we briefly kind of touched base on it on a previous episode, but we're going to go into the details now. Is it one I've already seen? I don't know if you've seen it, but I think you've probably heard the story. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. It is the story of John Wood. Give me the details and I might know. I'll give you the details. Oh, good. And I tried to go through and because I like to do my stories chronologically. So I kind of strayed from the way that the documentary is set up because it kind of bounces. So I tried my best to do it chronologically for us. To be fair, it's a little annoying when documentaries do that. So I appreciate this. Well, with documentaries, they can kind of... They can do that. It's easier to follow on a visual format. Yeah. Then anyway, so John Wood was born to a well-off close-knit family in Maiden, North Carolina. John's father, Tom, was a bit of a local celebrity as a big furniture company executive who employed many of the locals. The Wood House was the place to be. The basement was a, had a roller rink. They had a go-kart track and go-karts. And they would allow the local kids to have their birthday parties and other local celebrations there. I'm sorry, did they live in this a theme amazing. park? It was basically like the Richie Rich house. I was just Who picturing has a that? roller ring in their basement. <laughs> I wish I had Where a basement. Where I grew up, that was called an unfinished basement. I'm go- <laughs> Fair. I want this. We were we couldn't do that in my basement because my basement opened up to a driveway that was a very steep de- decline. Yeah. <laughs> that would not have ended well because someone would have gone off of it. You should get your husband to move all the cars out of your garage and we can have a roller rink. Right. Yeah. Good oh, luck. <laughs> yeah. If Hagrid is anything like my dad, those cars aren't going anywhere anytime soon. No. no. 
Anyway. (laughs) So his father, Tom, was a bit of a daredevil who loved to work with his hands. He was a pilot. He rode the go-karts with the kids and loved building things around the family's property. He had a hard time just staying in his office. He would rather be in the warehouse working with the equipment or helping the guys in the shop. And I don't have many dates on this, so I'm sorry. Do we have like a general time frame? That we're putting this in. The main part of the story starts early 2000s. Okay. okay. Cool. So I think he was born late 70s. Okay, cool. That makes sense with the roller rink and the go-kart. Yes. Perfect. John enrolled in boot camp right out of high school, and his family was so proud to see him serving his country. But at one point, he returned to boot camp after a small leave. He tested positive for drugs and was immediately kicked out. That will happen. Yes. After a long battle with addiction, John was able to get sober and worked on mending the relationships that were tattered due to his drug use, including his relationship with his parents. Yay. On January 17th, 2004, Tom, John's dad, wanted to take one of his planes out for a last spin as he was set to sell it the next day. Tom, John, John's brother-in-law and nephew all went up for a beautiful ride and all was perfect until they hit an unexpected weather front and Tom could no longer control the plane. The engine sputtered out and crashed down. Everyone in the crash sustained injuries, but Tom Wood ultimately lost his life, and John lost his leg. Oh, no. (gasps) Ashley. Keep going. (laughs) I don't know this story, but I I might. John's leg had to be amputated due to the injuries he sustained during the crash. After the surgery, John insisted on keeping the leg in an attempt to make the story. I knew it would be right around that point. Yes, this is wonderful. Okay. (laughs) After the surgery, John insisted on keeping the leg in an attempt to make a memorial to his father. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Got a leg up on that one. (laughs) John spoke with multiple people at the hospital, including the surgeon, and he was told that someone would be able to get the flesh off of his leg and return just the bones to him. That's slightly less creepy. Because when you say kept his leg, I imagine like a mummified taxidermy leg for some reason i mean i don't think most hospitals would let that happen no they would not it'd be like that one house was it the marshall house where they cut off the arm oh, and, yeah, legs? and just buried them under the floorboards you mean in, in 1864 during the civil war yeah and Again. ashley was like but chop chop bye bye take it with you <laughs> you dispose of this adios it's not like they were properly disposing of them so why would they care but anyway Dwayne, the mortician, picked up the leg from the hospital and returned it to John at his home. It was wrapped in a white trash bag with tape around it. As John was examining the contents of the bag, he heard a car door slam shut. Dwayne's minivan pulled out of the driveway. John then realized that the whole leg was returned to him, flesh and all. Mm. I mean, that's what I was picturing in my head. So yeah, cool. same here, but that's... Mm. Yeah, nasty. It gets better. This part of the story had me laughing out loud in my office. Oh, no. Soon he realized that he needed somewhere to store his leg until he could figure out what to do with it. He realized the best thing to do would be to keep it in the freezer, but half a leg wouldn't fit in his freezer at home, so he, of course, turned to his friends for help. He knew someone who may be able to help him, his friend who worked at the local Hardee's. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. He stopped by and asked her if she could store it for a few hours until he could find another place. And as any good friend would be, she was happy to help. Uh, I, mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. It went from hospital to mortician to him 
and there has been nothing done to preserve this leg. Correct. Ugh. And now it's going into then, a Hardee's now it's freezer. Now going to Hardee's. And I quote, she must have laid it right on top of the sausage biscuits or something right in the breakfast rush hour. Oh, no. Because I got no more than a quarter mile down the road and I'm getting a phone call. The manager done found this leg. I just went around to the drive through there and picked this thing up. <laughs> she slipped that thing out the window to me. Oh, my God. That's the most amazing thing. <laughs> that's disgusting. It's <laughs> hilarious. I am. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Well, sausage biscuits are ruined for me now. I, just don't go to Hardee's. Yeah. I don't get my sausage biscuit from Hardee's anyway, so I'm fine. This is they beautiful. They didn't make sausage biscuits out of them. Ideally, the sausage biscuits were wrapped. And according to Hardee's, I think they say they make their fresh. Also, the Sausage King was not in this story. So, yeah. They didn't make biscuits out of his leg. I, mm, it was just merely stored. I prefer them. my sausages to not be adjacent to strangers' legs. Attached or unattached. Look, so picky, Rebecca. You are like, would you like me to pull you, the silver spoon you out of your mouth? Quiet. <laughs> you, you be quiet. You be know, quiet. You licked an unidentified substance off your shirt to figure out it what was it was. It was my shirt. And it was candy. It's uh, fine. Un- it worked out well in the un- end. Identified substance. Look. How do you know your sausage biscuits haven't been an unidentified substance? Oh, let's continue with the story as I drink <laughs> more wine. John got a friend that worked at a mortuary to get him some embalming fluid so he could preserve the leg himself. That sounds like a terrible idea. He tore the screen off of his front door, wrapped the leg in it while it soaked in a roasting pan in his shed to mummify it. After it set in the embalming fluid for some time, he hung it in a tree in his front yard for six months to let it sun in dry. In his front yard? I'm so happy. Why? This is amazing. <laughs> Ugh. This I is- mean, he's resourceful, if nothing else. You got to give him that. This is wonderful. This is so gross. See, I can't decide what I would do in that situation. Like, would I just try and, like, peel At the meat off myself? have the decency to stick it in the backyard. Would you go? Maybe to- he didn't have a good tree in the backyard that got enough sun. Mm. I don't have a tree in my backyard. I've got one on the front yard. Right. Happy Halloween. <laughs> For six months. <laughs> uh huh. After the crash, John unfortunately went down to a downward spiral again. He continuously blamed himself for the crash, thinking that as the co-pilot, he should have reacted sooner, or he should have noticed that there was an issue with the engine and helped his dad land. Due to the guilt and the trauma of healing from his injury, Wood became addicted to pain medication, Oxycontin, that he was given when he left the hospital. Eventually, his family gave up on him again, and he lost everything. In the summer of 2005, John was evicted from his current home, and everything he owned, everything he owned, went into storage. He placed his amputated, mummified, sun-dried leg into an old smoker, and put it in the storage unit and moved to South Carolina. Uh, okay. I, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, you got to put everything you own. Yeah. John's mother offered to pay for the first three months of the storage costs while John got back on his feet. But after three months, John was not able to keep up the payments and lost the storage unit. And here enters Shannon Wisnett. Wisnett. Sorry. <laughs> he can't choose his last name. I'm sorry. No, he can't. But. But he's a butt. He's kind of a whiz nut. So maybe that's what <laughs> we'll call him. A fast talking entrepreneur who purchased the storage unit at an auction. Storage unit? What did I just say? <laughs> a storage unit. That, I mean, it's not wrong. A storage unit. A storage unit. 
It's just what a you story do. you did. <laughs> Sorry. This is a story of a lovely unit that was filled with some amputated legs. <clears throat> Shannon was not a fast-talking entrepreneur purchased the storage unit at auction. When he got all the items home, he was in for the surprise of a lifetime. You don't say. <laughs> he opened the grill and found what he believed to be an intricate piece of driftwood. <laughs> After closer investigation, he realized his hands was dripping wet with the cholesterol that had run out of the piece. Oh. And he was not holding a piece of driftwood. Because driftwood doesn't have cholesterol. But the remains of a gnarled human leg, tendons, toenails, and all. I quote. A foot, you know, five toes and five toenails. Oh. That didn't clue him in that it's not a piece of driftwood. Uh. No, that's what that was his quote uh. when he was explaining what he had found. The toenails threw me over the edge. Ugh. Tendons, toenails, and all. No, <laughs> no, sorry. How do you not just run away screaming from that and like set what you bought on fire? <laughs> he called. He, he called out for his mom. Mom. <laughs> Mama. Ma. In, in the documentary. You gotta see this. Incredible because apparently he screamed and his mom was like, What happened? He goes, I found a foot. And she goes, A what? And he goes, A foot. A what? Because <laughs> how else would that go? And their country <sighs> accents are to die for, honey. I love it so oh, much. Sometimes the South is too much. Uh, oh. It makes me so happy. And then that's when he says, A foot, you know, five toes and five toenails. Because that's the descripting factor of a foot. He's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's not technically, but I just that I don't know. What would you? I was just about to say to I don't it. know what I would use to better describe it, but that wouldn't be the. First I have thing no that idea because I'd still be screaming like, "Why? Why don't buy storage units?" No, people make good money doing that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just when you find a, a foot. foot. <laughs> A what? You know, five toes, five toenails. <laughs> a foot. Can we go on with the story? I'm trying. <laughs> Ashley's friend. You watch it, and you watch a documentary. I did. Did you watch it with Hagrid? Because I no. feel like he would love this. I think he would be able to relate too well. This. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Is that my uncle?" <laughs> no, babe. This is North Carolina, not Florida. All right. So he drove to the warehouse to let them know what he had found. Smart move. They told him just to throw it away in the dumpster. Uh, no, no, no. So he called the sheriff's department. Smart. Should have been the first call. <laughs> the 911 call. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which I don't want to give too much of it away because, again, just watch the documentary. But he says, it's plumb nasty. The It's so good. <laughs> this whole documentary was amazing. It's plumb nasty. The buyer, Shannon, was not said. Done grossed me out. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff's department confiscated the foot for evidence for an investigation to which shannon replied you can't take it and when asked why he said well it's mine i paid for it well he's it? not wrong okay <laughs> tiffany you are justifying this a little too much he's not wrong he bought it finders keepers Losers Weepers. Which we is don't what know where that leg came from. The documentary is called, if anyone wants to and look no, it up. And no, he didn't lick it to know where it came Ugh. from. Ugh. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
While they were investigating the case, the foot was to be held at a local funeral home. I'm just curious, how many funeral homes did they have in Maiden, North Carolina? Was it still Dwayne, the mortician? Hold on. What's the county? Maiden, M-A-I-D-E-N. The sheriff's department. Nope. Nope. We already read that part. Shortly after the 911 call, the story of the foot began traveling and was picked up by the media. Shannon even set up a tourist attraction. Could you say this story got a foothold? That's two. I'm cutting you off after three. (laughs) Just (laughs) out there. Just stay a step ahead of me. It'll be fine. We're done. (laughs) Kicking you out. (laughs) Would you say she's cut off (laughs) at the knees? That was all right. Get them out. (laughs) So the story traveled by foot. Word of mouth. Shortly after the 911 call, the story of the foot began traveling and was picked up by the media. Shannon even set up a tourist attraction of sorts, charging $1 for kids and $3 for adults to see the smoker that the foot was found in. Wow. <laughs> Did he make money off that? I don't He made a dollar per kid and $3 per adult. Who's going to take their kid to go see a smoker? Who I took assume- their kid to a murder hut in Alabama on their way home? I would much rather go to a murder hut than go into someone's backyard to see a smoker that would it be in the backyard or would he have that like in his driveway like open the garage door and be like there Does it, it is matter? i'm pretty sure it was in like apparently, a little storage shed in his apparently backyard. he just like hangs stuff wherever in your no, yard and the no, neighbors no, are no, no no that was the original guy not this guy this guy has class no he doesn't we, he does no, not, he does not. <laughs> far from it knowing that more people would come if he had the foot itself yeah i lost my spot if he had the foot itself Shannon took the matter into his own hands and went down to the funeral home demanding to get the foot back. It was his. He paid for it. He still doesn't have the receipt in his pocket. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not wrong. Shannon announced to the media that he was going to do whatever it took to get the foot back. Okay. Did they not have better things to do? Well, no. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> He buys and sells and finally saw an opportunity to get himself rich and famous. And he was going to grab it by the foot. No, no. I was going to say the balls, but Rebecca there's has no better balls. puns. Yes, I know, but she's cut off. Sorry. Someone's jealous. No, yeah. not uh, right now. <laughs> so he's going to do whatever it took to get the foot back. After hearing the story from friends, family, and now the media, John Wood, the original body that was attached to the foot (laughs) (laughs) the biological owner the biological owner of the foot decided to head back to maiden to meet with shannon wisnett and try and get his foot back john reached out to the local media to let them know they would meet in the dollar general parking lot across from the storage facility and he would get his leg back and this whole thing would be over with I have a feeling it's not going to go down like that. (laughs) John made a statement saying he wasn't doing this for the money or the attention. He just wanted his foot back. And the fact that Shannon Wisnant was trying to keep the foot and make a tourist attraction out of it was disgusting. Okay, I feel like he would have a better leg to stand on if he were nice to Shannon Wisnant. (laughs) He didn't want to return it to Mr. Wood. He is the birth owner, Mr. Wisnant said. But I feel like I still own it. He has the receipt in his pocket. I have still done has the receipt in my pocket. See, the amazing thing is this actually happened. This actually happened. Humans, y'all. Logistically, though, I could see both of their points. No. No. (laughs) 
Not in this case. No. And why would you want it? In both cases. I mean, I lie because I would be like, yes. Thank you. (laughs) But I'm a freak. So (laughs) after a debate of who the foot belonged to, Shannon finally asked John if they could discuss it away from the media. And all the while, the foot was still being held at a local funeral home. Shannon. Not a Hardee's? Not in Hardee's. We've moved on from the Hardee's. It's at Carl's Jr. now. (laughs) It's the same thing. It went to California. It's traveling foot. Shannon, being the professional entrepreneur with a flair for promotion and a thirst for the spotlight, he was trying to rope John into a business plan, including profit sharing and split custody of the leg. No. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. Split custody of someone else's foot. Yes. Hmm. Leg. Knee down. Rebecca's really mm. uncomfortable. Why? Why? Because he's fucked up. Says the woman who is like, yes, give me the leg. I it's mean, if I found leg. it, I would be interested in it. But if somebody reached out and was like, yo, homie, that's my leg. Check this prosthetic. I'd be like, I'm not happy. Let me take a picture <laughs> with it. Let me take a selfie with it. And then you can have it. Back. There would be no selfie. It wouldn't be that close to my face. For people who don't like taxidermy, this is a very strange conversation. I have to nothing be. against taxidermy. I don't like taxidermy. There it is. It creeps me out. But you'd keep your. I'm not a big foot. fan of it just because I don't see a reason behind it. But my amputated foot, I would be all about. I'd be like, look, I grew that. And then I lost it. But it's there. But I still have it. Put it on the mantle. Exactly. It'll go beside the nutcrackers that are sitting up there in February on my mantle. It's fine. <laughs> February's not that bad. We have neighbors that still have their entire Christmas display. I gave up. those to her a week ago. I know. <laughs> and they are sitting proudly on the mantle. And so, so there the, they uh, shall stay. So how did this dual custody of the foot work out? Did they both get like six inches? Oh, yeah. We're, do- <laughs> we're talking about a story. Do you not know how joint custody? Re- 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 Rebecca, please don't ever have children and have to share custody. <laughs> I just wanted to make the pun. I want the left side because that's more analytical. You can have the right side. That's not how it works. <laughs> Wood insisted that he was not interested and he would get his foot back and had no interest in profiting from it. But apparently Shannon was part of a different discussion and insists that he and Wood came to an agreement to take place if slash when they got the foot back. News quickly got out to the media that the men had conflicting stories regarding the plan with the foot. Shannon decided to use this as a platform to push him into celebrity status. He began making merch for the Foot Smoker Barbecue Grill and went on every radio show, news channel, podcast, etc. that would have him. You should have reached out to him. 2004. Doesn't matter. He did. Aww. And an asshole. (laughs) So I wouldn't want him on the show. John Wood, if you're out there, I talk to you, boo. Any media outlet that would have him and try to get his story out and force John Wood to come out with a rebuttal or even eventually agree to work with Shannon. John held out until Shannon began talking poorly about Tom Wood, his father, and the family. That is when John came out and started making statements about his side of the story. During one of his interviews, it came out that John was able to retrieve his leg from the funeral home and had it back in his possession. This did not sit well with Wiznut. Not his leg. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. He has the receipt. <laughs> About it. I don't All care. All five toes and fingernails. Toe Toenails. <laughs> Nails of variety. This is such a weird story. <laughs> and it actually happened. I know. There are news articles and videos. That's the craziest part to me. 
Shannon reached out to an attorney and decided to sue John in small claims court over the leg, which he felt belonged to him as he purchased it from the storage auction. The story had gone completely viral. All over talk shows, the internet, international news outlets, anywhere you looked, you could find the story. John and Shannon were even invited to appear on a talk show in Europe, the Johannes B. Kerner Show in Hansburg, Germany. And that, I believe is a good pausing point. We will come back and discuss what happened on that talk show, but I could use a refill. I just looked at a picture. (laughs) Yeah, we should get a drink break. Drink break. Rebecca, can you mix something up for us, please? Uh, Yep. Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said Goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday, we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGDpodcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. We're back. We're back. You good, Tiffany? Yeah. We are in Germany. Wait, what? (laughs) We were in North Carolina. Did you not? Oh, she was looking at the That's right. You're looking at the foot. This is why I'm not allowed to Google during stories. You were prematurely Googling, ma'am. Story of my life. Gotta get that checked. John and Shannon were invited to appear on a talk show mm-hmm. in Europe, mm-hmm. the Johannes B. Kerner Show in Hamburg, Germany. I'm there now. It's Hamburg, according to Rebecca. Hans, Hans, you are done with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really thought you said it was Handberg after all the foot <laughs> jokes. <laughs> well, she is f- foot loose and fancy free. John insisted that he would not show the leg, even after they offered to pay him extra and wanted him to bring it out during the interview. Yeah. How do you get that on a plane? Can you do that? Apparently. That's biological material. 2004. They didn't care. They did because it's three years after 2001. Yeah. They didn't care enough to stop him. Um, John insisted that he wouldn't show the leg even after they offered to pay him extra to bring it out during the interview. After they taped their portion of the show, they were taken to the green room where they were offered liquor, champagne, caviar. And after a few drinks, John agreed to bring the leg out and they were able to photograph him with the leg. So he had it with him. He had it with him. Why else would you take it with you to Germany if you weren't planning on doing something? Yeah. But as a celebrity began to grow, so did John's addiction. He was even known to bring his dealer to event events and tapings instead of his family. Aww. Over time, he pushed his family away again. They begged him to stop the whole thing with the leg and just let things go back to normal. <laughs> Sorry. John and Shannon continue to make appearances and keep the story in the headlines. Eventually, the judge Mathis show reached out to them and asked if they would like to appear on the show and try and resolve this. They reached out to Shannon, of course, playing on his excitement. (laughs) 
is the only way I can think to describe it because he's a money-hungry asshole. (laughs) And he, of course, agreed, hoping that things would go his way. John was finally sold when he got a letter stating that all of the rulings were final and no matter the outcome, Mr. Wisnant would not be able to take Wood to court again. Hmm. In an episode that aired on November 1st, 2000, huh? <laughs> <laughs> told you I don't have many dates for this one. Wisnant argued that he was entitled to the leg because the auction man said all sales were final. He has the receipt. I don't know how many times I have to say this. <laughs> and that he wanted to continue to charge $10 a look. I mean, from a legality standpoint, Wisnat is technically right. No charge for amputees. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> That's magnificent. Really? This guy's an Seriously. asshole, but God, I love that. Does he offer trades? Like, why... <laughs> What for their body <gasps> Maybe he's parts? Trying to grow like a little a roadside. Skeleton? Yeah, you mean like, like the Mutter Museum, just in North Carolina? The what? The, what? the the Mutter Museum or the Muter Museum is this museum in like I think it's in Philadelphia, full of like medical specimens. Interesting. Apparently, there's four known fainting spots. I kind of want to go. Uh, yeah. That's wow. We'll talk about this later. Foot. <laughs> It's mine, he said. It's a hell of a conversation piece. (laughs) Wood said that he did not want Wisnet to be able to profit from his leg, and he also made a claim for emotional distress because of the media coverage of the case that he went along with willingly. Uh, In his final decision, Judge Mathis reunited the leg with John Wood but denied his claim for damages. Alrighty. You're not getting that man's leg, he told Wisnet. I'm not giving you that man's leg. He did not appear to believe that Wood had actually suffered great emotional distress, however, telling him and Wisnant, I think that you are all, quite frankly, enjoying this and something is wrong with both of you. <laughs> My man. <laughs> After the show was complete, John was contacted by the producers of the Judge Mathis show and was told that they, along with Judge Mathis himself, wanted to help him. They had pulled some strings and were able to get him into one of the best treatment facilities in the nation in California. Judge Mathis, I want to hug you. Yes. During his treatment, he rededicated himself to creating a memorial for his father, but he was unable to come up with the $15,000 to remove the flesh from the leg. Shortly after he left rehab, he was contacted by Katie Wilk, a forensic veterinarian who is known to have a hobby of cleaning animal bones and creating educational models. She heard about his case while he was on the Judge Mathis show, and she knew she needed to help. After they talked for a little while, John took his leg to her to have it bonafide. I'm sorry, you're getting mad at me. That was a quote from him in the documentary. Oh my god, that's magnificent. I'm about to take this and have it bonafide. Oh my god. I love these people. (laughs) Have you found your people? I think I have. (laughs) Tiffany is moving to Maiden, North Carolina. It's been real, guys. We're going to have to record from afar. And from afar. Other people do it. We can too. It's fine. Katie was able to clean the bones and cast it in a resin mold. At one point, she told John, I should just be able to peel this back like beef jerky. (laughs) Like equal parts disgusting and so magnificent. I love it. This actually happened, y'all. This actually happened. So she was able to completely clean it and cast it in a resin mold for him. 
Shannon continued to chase his dream of being famous, which put a lot of strain on his family. He continued to make appearances on reality TV shows and radio shows, but was never able to get where he wanted to be. He did announce that Ashley should not read notes on her phone anymore (laughs) because she doesn't know how to work it. That's very specific (laughs) of him. He did announce that he was planning to run for president of the United States in 2016, but nothing more was heard after that radio announcement. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that's all we hear of Shannon because bye-bye. John has continued to stay sober and is continuing to work on his sobriety. Yay. He has made amends with his family, even though they are hesitant to fully allow him back into their lives. He tries to continue to build on the relationships with them every day. John got married in 2014 to Leslie and continues to focus on his sobriety. His family is thankful for his sobriety and the closure he has gotten now that his leg is back. And in a weird way, thanks Shannon for being the stubborn man he was because without him, John may not have gotten clean and been able to feel like he was able to make his father proud. He is now sober and happy. Oh, good. Well, that's a good ending to a weird story. Oh, it's such a weird story and I love it. (laughs) I just really want to go binge watch Judge Mathis now. Right? Like, how can I support Judge Mathis in 2019? I want to be his friend. I'm not home at two o'clock in the afternoon on the during the week to watch it. We need to get that shit on Hulu. Hulu! Man. Bravo, man. Brava. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That actually happened. That actually happened. And And what was the name of the documentary again? Finders Keepers. Alrighty. I wonder how many people did that after seeing the documentary or hearing of the story. How many people saved amputated body parts? I am going to, I'm going to imagine a lot of people do it anyway, because I know I would. I would. No, thanks. Well, you're weird. Rebecca just had the um, visual response of whoop, whoop, whoop. a what? Oh, yes, a, dear, <laughs> a foot. A, a what? A human foot. You know, with the five toes and five toenails and tendons and everything. <laughs> the tendons and everything. And there's cholesterol dripping everywhere. Ah. <laughs> cool. But awesome. I know I gave away Next the ha- story. Next time I have a steak, I'm going to look at it, at it. I'm going to go, oh, that's marbled with cholesterol. Awesome. Oh, what? I have issues with meat already. Let's not. Just become a vegetarian and you'll feel better. Okay. Oh, next time you're eating a hamburger, I'm going to remind you of this story. Hey. And then tell you you're pretty. Hey. You don't don't even have to remind it. Just go, oh, what? (laughs) I'm eating a hamburger for lunch. Oh, what? (laughs) And then she'll freak out and our core workers will just be like, ah, that's them. That's normal. And then Rebecca will get a free hamburger for lunch. No, no, Ooh, no, no. This is a great plan. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. No. Bravo. Thank you. It's the story of John Hood and the leg and the whiznut. And the whiznut. Every I felt time you said of bad for talking smack about him because he's dead, but he kind of deserved it. He's an asshole. Every time you said whiznut, I thought you were making fun of his name because it's such a weird it's name. It's a weird last name. W H I S N A U N T, I think, is whiznut. Whiznut. Wiznut. Well, if that is your last name, that is awesome. But Wiznut was an asshole, so I'm playing footsie. Wiznut. Wiznut. <laughs> so yeah, ta-da. Oh, there's so many things I can't look at the same anymore. Like every time I, I'm gonna see like one of those storage hunter shows. Now I'm gonna be like, they're gonna find 
What's in the box? What's in the box? Don't open the smoker. (laughs) Don't do it. Next time we go to flea markets, I'm going to be like, smoker. I'm going to be like, uh, Ashley, stop opening things. (laughs) No, won't do it. Excuse me, sir. Can I open this box, please? (laughs) You don't need to know It looks rather leg shaped. (laughs) Can you confirm or deny the contents of this box? Let's just open it and find out. Mm -hmm. I have a box. Well, now that you've successfully creeped Rebecca out and simultaneously creeped me out and intrigued me. See, I can't, like, it was a great story, but I don't know how I feel about knowing that y'all would preserve your amputated limbs. What would you do with it? Just have it cremated? Or yeah, burned, just, or? like, throw it in the pile and burn it. I, I don't need it. I don't want it. It was so hard on was that. taken off for a reason. It's fine. It's and especially at the rate I'm going, it's going to be covered in tattoos, so it's going to be an art piece. <laughs> tattoos. It is. You're going to have to get that like professionally taken care of. Did you know that there's a service that does that now? What? Preserves the skin that has tattoos on it. Like if you pass away, they can take your tattoo off and like frame it and preserve it for. They've been doing that for. I'm trying to remember which country it was, but they've been doing that for a while. Yeah, but there's a service that'll do it for you now. My life is complete all right. You say that during a lot of episodes. Well, I mean it this time. You mean it every time. Well, you shut keep up. my <laughs> tattooed skin on your wall. Yes. Especially the tattoos we have that are the same. Do you want them both? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Dibs. Dibs. <laughs> so remember, friends. <laughs> oh. Is that, that was a me. I may have touched something with my foot. With your foot. <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember, Remember, friends, friends. everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a good job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, lovelies. And if you have any amputated limbs, send us pictures. Or send them to us. You know what that story was? Hmm. A kick in the pants. You shut up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>